everybody on this great Monday morning, the 25th day of September. I, myself, Ben Wasserman, welcomes you to the Ben Wasserman Show. I haven't done an episode in a very long time. That is on me. I apologize, but I have finally figured out a routine that will work for me, and that is doing shows on Monday morning and then doing shows on Friday morning to preview the weekend. But today is Monday morning, and I got a lot to talk about. Of course, the main storyline, and it will be the main storyline in this show, is that Zach Wilson, this is what I titled the show, Zach Wilson is crippling the Jets, and the Jets lose to the Patriots for the 15th straight time. Let me repeat that. The Jets lose to the Patriots for the 15th straight time. I will dive deeper into that game and give my thoughts on that in just a minute. But the other main two topics, the other two main topics, I don't know why I said main two, the other two main topics in this episode will be how Penn State completely dominated the Iowa Hawkeyes and how Penn State is now 4-0, ranked at number six in the country. And not only did they look good against Iowa, they looked amazing against Iowa. I will get into that. And then the third main subject in the show, and I won't spend much time on this. I may not I may not even spend three minutes on this, but the third main topic in this episode will be how the New York Yankees have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. And man, the Boo Birds were out this weekend. Did I watch a second of any game? No, but I know that the Boo Birds were out. Let's start off with the biggest storyline of the day. But before I do that, Thank you all for joining if you're joining here live. And if you're not and you're just listening, thank you all for listening. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And if you are Jewish, like myself, today, Monday, the 25th day of September, is Yom Kippur. It is, this might sound a little bad, it is my least favorite day of the year. And that probably does sound bad. But the reason that I say that is because us Jewish people have to fast from sundown last night to sundown tonight. So it's going to be a tough day for me. I'm a guy who loves food, probably my number two love in life, right behind my girlfriend. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tough day. And the the, the no drinking part is probably what's going to get me. Um, it, you know, I could probably go a day without eating and just drinking water, but I'm going to try to be a good Jewish man and do the no drinking and no eating and and celebrate the holiday like God would want me to. Anyway, but that was just a little side note. Patriots versus the Jets. Let me tell you what my thoughts were going into this matchup. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I posted a video. It was like three minutes long. It got cut off because I don't have Twitter blue. But basically, I said, this is as close to a must-win game as you get. I don't like using the word must-win unless your season is on the line or unless you have to make the playoffs. But this was a game that the Jets needed to win. And I said they needed to win because, one, they haven't beaten the Patriots in before yesterday, 14 matchups, now 15. But mainly because, mainly because we as Jets fans and we as football fans all see the writing on the wall with this Jets team. And that is, 
if they lost yesterday, which they did, the locker room was going to implode. And that is exactly what happened yesterday. And I said my two keys to the game was win in the trenches by running the ball better than the Patriots. Did I think they were going to do that? No, because the Patriots have a better offensive line. It doesn't matter who your running back is. If one team has a better offensive line, that team 99% of the time will be a better running football team. And then my second key to the game was win the turnover battle. The Jets, I don't even remember what the turnovers were. I'm not even sure if there was any turnovers, but the Jets did not win any of those categories. And we saw in this game exactly what we saw last year in both games against the Patriots. And that was a defensive, grinded out battle. But the Patriots actually have a competent quarterback and the Jets don't. Let's break down the game. First quarter, New England kicks a field goal. They get the lead after the first quarter, 3-0. Right off the bat, Jets get the football. Right off the bat. And you know what happens? Three and out. And I'm not quite sure if Zach Wilson took a sack on the first possession. I don't quite remember. But bad weather. You knew it was going to be a defensive battle. And right off the bat, the Jets get the football. And they punt it. Within like three minutes of the game. And going into the game, I said this in my Twitter video, but I believe it got cut off. And I was telling people this all week. I said, if I wasn't a Jets fan... I would bet on the Patriots. And I said in my video, it got cut off, I don't think the Jets win. I said, my gut tells me the Patriots win because we've seen the story before. And then first possession, they punt. So we knew right from the jump of the game that the offense would be lucky to get two touchdowns. Would be lucky to get two touchdowns. The Dolphins scored 70. The 49ers have gotten two touchdowns in probably 30 straight games. But us Jets fans knew on the first possession yesterday that they would be lucky to get two touchdowns. Let's skip ahead now to the second. Jets still down 3-0. They have no offense. Brees Hall ran the ball for like five yards in the first quarter. Zero offense. Garrett Wilson, I don't even, I don't know the exact stat, probably touched the ball twice i know on the first play he got that screen pass got absolutely blown up so nothing going for them second quarter and this actually made me mad the jets defense is the best unit on the team in in a mile the jets defense is one of the best units in all of football now that might be over exaggerating because they haven't truly lived up to that hype yet i mean the cowboys spanked them but they played well against the Bills, and they played they played great yesterday, but you got to get the turnovers. But anyway, Jets are down 3-0. And the defense gives up a 60- or 58-yard touchdown. And it wasn't just like a 58-yard Ramondre Stevenson ticket to the house. Mac Jones threw it to a guy wide open. You're a Jets defense. You need to keep the game close. 3-0. You know that if the team goes down 10-0, I don't want to say it's impossible, but that is like being down 70-0 on, on any other team. 
when the Jets are down 10 nothing, it, it is basically game over. And the Jets defense gave up a 58-yard pass to this guy named I don't what I don't even know Pharaoh Brown. This guy, Pharaoh Brown, didn't have a receiving touchdown in the past three seasons. And the Jets defense leaves him wide open because Sauce Gardner is all over the field. Sauce Gardner, I mean, I got to go on a mini rant here. Sauce Gardner has been awful this season. Awful. Week one got burned by Stephon Diggs. Week two misses a pick six that would have completely changed the whole game and did not have good coverage in that game against the Cowboys. And then yesterday, let this guy, Pharaoh Brown, run right past him. And you know what else Sauce Gardner does? I don't want to say this, but I I have to. It does not look like he is playing with 110% effort. When I watch Sauce Gardner, he looks a little lazy on the field. And he has been awful this season. Where is that Sauce Gardner from last year? Where is that Sauce Gardner that was a lockdown defender? The guy who got interceptions. The guy who made big-time plays. That guy is nowhere to be found. Pharaoh Brown takes it to the house. 10-0 deficit. As a Jets fan, when they were down 10-0, in my head I said, they ain't going to win this game. They are not going to win this game. There was, and I don't think any Jets fan would disagree with me at that point. Zach Wilson looked awful. The offense looked bad, and the defense allowed 10 points. I'm not complaining about 10 points, but how it happened. Pharaoh Brown, who is that? Anyway, at the end of the half, Greg Zerline nails a 52-yarder. So they go into halftime down 10-3, to which kind of felt like you were down 30-3. to After the half, Patriots... Get a field goal. 13-3 game. Entering the fourth quarter. So you, we are now in the fourth quarter. Three quarters complete. And the Jets have three points. Three quarters complete. And Zach Wilson has done nothing. No, actually, he has done something. He steps into sacks. He holds the ball and then gets sacked. Excuse me. I said Zach Wilson has done nothing. He has done something. And that is being been the worst quarterback in the NFL. Fourth quarter comes around. Jets are down 13 to 3. Fans are mad. That one fan lost his dentures screaming. There is fans. I, I actually can't believe I'm saying this. There is fans who spent their Sunday wearing ponchos. We're watching the Jets play the Patriots. Now, listen, going to Jets games is fun. But with the situation yesterday in the rain against the Patriots, I don't even think you could. Well, I don't want to say that. But you would have to pay a non-Jets fan a lot of money to go watch the product that was on the field yesterday. Fourth quarter, Jets down 13 to 3. Zach Wilson getting booed that you wouldn't believe. Tim Boyle probably warming up, getting that right arm ready. But 
in the fourth quarter, the defense makes some stops, and the defense was great. They only gave up 15 points. Well, they only gave up 13 points. The, the other two came from a safety. So defense is holding strong, hoping and praying that the offense can get a first down. Tony Romo and Jim Nance were just begging for a first down. They were falling asleep in the broadcast booth. And then you know what happens? A 79-yard drive led by Zach Wilson. Good completions to Alan Lazard. Good completions to Garrett Wilson. A great completion to Randall Cobb. And the Jets somehow, someway get in the end zone. Somehow, someway, Nick Bodden got in the end zone. And all of a sudden, there was hope. And all of a sudden, me as a Jets fan said, well, I still don't think we're going to win. But if we get the ball back, anything's possible. A 79-yard drive to save Zach Wilson's Jets day career. I mean, Tim, I wanted Tim Boyle to come in. And if that 79-yard drive did not occur, I think Tim Boyle might have came in the game. 13 to 10. 13 to 10. Now it's time for the defense to stand up. And they do exactly that. The Jets defense was great yesterday. How many times do you have to say it? They kept the team in the game. The only time I was mad was in the Pharaoh Brown touchdown because it was just that was just ugly. But they kept the team in the game. So now the Jets are teasing us. They are teasing us. Zach Wilson gets the ball back. Down three points. And man, oh man, he could not have been any worse. They had a fourth down around the 50-yard line. What do quarterbacks do on fourth down? Um, they, one, don't take a sack, and they, two, throw the ball past the first down marker. You know what Zach Wilson does? He throws it to the check down. The check down on fourth down. How bad can you be? You are begging to be thrown in the Hudson River, throwing a check down on fourth down. Okay, now it's time for the Jets defense to get the ball back. They do exactly that. But the Jets are pinned within the five. And what does Zach Wilson do again on fourth down? What does any quarter, good quarterback do on fourth down? They one don't take a sack and they throw the ball past the first down marker. You know what Zach Wilson does? He takes a safety. He takes a safety. I know the offensive line is bad, but you can't take a safety in a three-point game. It is mind-blowing how bad Zach Wilson is. It is crippling to watch number two and watch that offensive line. So now the Jets are down 15 to 10. It's time for the defense to get the ball back and try to give the offense one more chance. And they do that again, three straight times in the fourth quarter. But they gave the ball back with only a few seconds left. And Zach Wilson threw a Hail Mary into the end zone. 
and I said to myself, this ball is going to have a chance. And if this ball can tip into somebody's hands, I will be the happiest man on earth. And I watched that ball fly 60 yards into the end zone and get, get the tip and see Randall Cobb's hands reach out and the ball hits the hands, but it falls on the ground. And for the 15th straight time, Bill Belichick defeats the New York Jets franchise. Let me start with the positives. There's only one. Is that the defense is great. Let me start with the negatives. Zach Wilson is crippling the Jets. And listen, I'm not going to sit here right now and say, like, well, let me, let me rephrase this. The Jets need a quarterback. But I want to make this very clear. That is not easy to attain. Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota. Who else? Like, there is no guy just sitting on his couch that the Jets can pick up. Now, they need to pick up someone. But it's not as easy as some other people are saying. There is not that one guy who is like a great quarterback. They had him, and he tore his Achilles. Now, I really think the Jets need to pick up a quarterback, and I really think they will pick up a quarterback. That's issue number one. Zach Wilson is awful. Issue number two, and probably issue number one, but the quarterback position is the most important, but issue number two, let's say 1A, 1B. Issue 1B, the New York Jets offensive line is terrible. They can't run the ball, and they can't pass protect. The offensive line is awful. I don't even think Aaron Rodgers would survive with the offensive line. He didn't survive with the offensive line. There was three pass plays in week one. He got hit in all three of them in the last one he tore his Achilles. Joe Douglas has had years to rebuild this offensive line. He's had multiple first-round picks to rebuild this offensive line. And right now, it is Swiss cheese. And now listen, the, the offensive line has good plays. Zach Wilson just doesn't know how to get the ball out of his hands. But the majority of the time, the offensive line is awful. And you cannot be a good team on any level without an offensive line. And then issue number two, 1A was Zach Wilson, 1B was the offensive line. Issue number two, and this... This is going to be an issue the whole year, and I saw it coming into this game. The locker room has imploded. Garrett Wilson's not happy. Michael Carter's not happy. I'm not sure anybody really is happy. And they're going to get spanked by the Chiefs. Who knows if they're going to beat the Broncos? Let's look at the schedule. They ain't going to beat the Eagles. Can they beat the Giants? Yes. Will they? I have no idea. Chargers? I mean... Daunting schedule. This was the game that you had to win. This is a Patriots team that is not very good. Not very good. And they lost it. 
And now they got the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Eagles. I know the Broncos aren't good, but this Jets team ain't much better. The locker room is going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And I have to say this as well. Because if I'm going to blame the offensive line and I'm going to blame Zach Wilson, I have to blame this one guy as well. Nathaniel Hackett's play calling was atrocious. It was simply atrocious. And listen, Nathaniel Hackett, can't say this definitively, but I could say this with strong belief. Probably the main reason he got the Jets OC job was because of Rodgers. And Rodgers ain't here right now. And now without Rodgers, this offense is nothing. And the play calling is horrendous. I don't know what to say, folks. It's the same old Jets. It's the same old Jets. And I'm at the point in my Jets fandom, I'm 21 years old. I've been going through this for enough time. I ain't 55. I ain't Joe Beningo's age, but I'm 21. I've been seeing this long enough. I'm at the time where it's like, I don't even get mad anymore. I'm just, I just get upset. I don't really waste my time screaming in anger anymore. I I did that last year, but now I just say, seen this. I've seen this, right? It's like, imagine if every single day you drove to work and every single day you get to the same light you the same light. You're two minutes away from work. And every single day when you're driving, that light, right when you think you can go through it, turns yellow or it turns red. And every single day you have to stop at that light. Eventually, you don't even get mad anymore. And you just, you just get upset. That's how it is with the Jets. 15 straight losses to the Patriots. And another game was in and the offensive line in the locker room implodes. There ain't no easy fixes to this situation. But the one fix is they got to get a quarterback. Is the quarterback going to make the team a lot better? Probably not. But this team is too good. There's too much talent. The defense is too good. And it's being held back by a terrible offensive line and a terrible quarterback. Just really, just really, really sad. Jets' next game is on Sunday night football at home against the Chiefs. Taylor Swift will probably be in attendance. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will probably score 40 points. If I was a betting man, which I am, but I try to stay away from games that have my own team playing in them. Well, I shouldn't say that. I I stay away from Jets games. Last year, I I bet on a lot of Jets games. It wasn't good. I I try to stay away from Jets games. But if I was a Chiefs fan or any other fan in the NFL not named the Jets, I would 100% bet on the Chiefs. And I would probably do that right now before the number gets any higher. And honestly, as a Jets fan, I will probably do that myself because they will lose by two or more touchdowns, 100%.
All right, now let's talk about a team that is really, really good. And a team that is really keeping my mental health intact. And that is the Penn State Nittany Lions. And they had their whiteout on Saturday. It was my fourth whiteout attended. First one was 2019 Michigan, then 2021 Auburn, 2022 Minnesota, and now 2023 Iowa. And this one was sick. Second largest attendance. The place was absolutely bananas. There was, I mean, there is nothing better than a Penn State whiteout. I've been to great sporting events. I've been to Devils playoff games. I haven't been to a Yankees playoff game. You know, Jets games, whatever. There is nothing better than a Penn State whiteout. I think the only thing that might compare is a Yankees playoff game, maybe. But the place was incredible. Going into this matchup, I thought it was going to be a close, closer game than people thought. I thought Iowa's defense was going to play well. And I thought that Iowa was going to run the ball, chew clock. I thought it was going to be like a grinded out 27-14 type of game, maybe even lower scoring than that. And a, a major reason why is because, one, that's how Iowa plays. Strong defense, run the ball first. But, two, the weather was projected to be bad. Now, the weather held up, so that wasn't really a big factor. And you know what else wasn't a big factor? Iowa's offense. Because Penn State won the game 31-0. And their defense only allowed Iowa to snap the ball less than 35 times. They only allowed Iowa to get, listen to this, four first downs. They only allowed Iowa to get 76 total yards. Penn State got three sacks. They got a fumble, two fumbles. They got four uh, four turnovers in total. It was as dominant of a game as you could ever imagine. The offense did not turn the ball over for Penn State. They are now the only team in college football that has not turned the ball over. Drew Aller made great plays. Katron Allen and Nick Singleton ran the ball well. Tyler Warren got two touchdowns. It was as perfect of a game as you could ever have. On as perfect of a night as anybody could ever dream of because of the whiteout. This Penn State team, and I ain't just saying it because I'm a fan and I attend the school. This Penn State team is great. This Penn State team is a college playoff, college football playoff team. Right now, they are ranked number six. I think they are going to beat Ohio State. They're going to beat Northwestern. They're going to beat UMass. They're going to be undefeated going into Columbus. And I think they would beat Ohio State. Penn State can run the ball. They have a great quarterback. And their defense is, I truly believe this, the number two defense in college football, right behind Georgia. It was just a picture-perfect Saturday night. I mean, let me repeat these stats. Four first downs, 79 yards allowed. Compared to Penn State's 28 first downs and 300 
and 97 yards allowed. Two words, utter dominance. Just beautiful. Penn State next plays Northwestern. That's a win. It was a great college football slate. Oregon blew out Colorado. I saw that one coming, but Notre Dame choking in the last second was really rooting for them. Clemson had a had a three-unit play on them. They choked that one away. Um, Alabama got back in their winning ways and good statement winning ways. Great college football slate. Things are really shaping up to be a, a fun second half of the season because already four games in, we're already in week five. It's, it's almost halfway through the season. It's crazy. All right. Now I'm going to finish this episode off in uh, a little bit of a sad way, but it's just reality that we have all been dealing with since August. The Yankees are officially out of playoff contention. We all know how much of a failed season this has been. And there needs to be changes. Get rid of Boone, get rid of Cashman, get rid of probably a few other guys who I don't even know the names of, but some scouts, Excel sheet guys, get rid of them all. Get rid of Stanton, old agent contracts, can't do it. But I did like what Aaron Judge said, and he says this every year. If I ain't talking to you guys, you guys be in the media, after a championship, then it's a failure. And I also liked how Aaron Judge said, I got a few ideas in mind. I hope those ideas come to fruition. Whatever Aaron Judge has in mind, I agree. Because Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole are like the two only guys I like on the team. Yankees eliminated from playoff contention. What an abysmal year it has been. I said I wasn't going to talk about the Yankees for very long. I don't even think I talked about them for one minute. The one positive, though, Garrett Cole is your Cy Young Award winner, and that makes me extremely happy. Jets spoke about them. Penn State spoke about them. Yankees spoke about them. I will see you all on Friday to preview the Jets game against the Chiefs and the Penn State game versus Northwestern. If you want to follow me on social media, it's on TikTok at Ben the Sports Guy, Instagram at Ben.Wasserman underscore, and Twitter at Ben Wasserman. For the New York Jets are a pathetic football team with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. See you soon. Peace.